Live from New York. It's the show that tells the other people on the show, do a good job today, Wilds. Yeah, do a good job I'm today. I'm trying my best. Uh, yesterday, mediocre. Wow. AJ Brown, Eagles wow. 49ers. The one thing the 49ers can do to ruin the Eagles team chemistry. I came up with it last night. Oh, yeah. Okay. Grinding tape. Meanwhile, Steph ejected for throwing his mouthpiece. Like, Who won that that's game? That's years Nick? ago. Well. Who won that oh, game? Oh, he did it again? He did it again. And then again? Was this a random moment? Beat, beat, beat. Or brewing problem? He's not talking about that, huh? What? what? I always rip Wilds on picks the topics, buddy. No hub picks them. <laughs> and then, it's Thursday. It's time for the most motivational segment in all of sports. It's the Bud List. We've got fresh video. Uh, Patrick Malms walking gingerly around. Uh, gingerly? I don't know about that. Looking pretty spry there, buddy. Well, I don't know what spry. spry. Does he twist here or no? He, he just, uh, just I'm Kevin Wilds. That's Nick, spry. right? Brew. Any hints on the ball? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. Do you have it the is... courage to put Mahomes on it? We will see. Because I know you don't want a motivated Mahomes I, going up against your beloved Mahomes. Bengals. I love. Patrick. I don't even know who you're we'll going see. for. Himself. I know. Nobody. He's knows. just rooting for. Himself. We start with Chiefs Bengals <laughs> during the Bills game. Some enthusiastic Bengals. Told NFL cam- cameras, we'll see you in Burrowhead instead of Arrow. It's supposed to be Arrowhead, Nick. Oh, yeah. They said Burrowhead. I won there once. Cincy fans have adopted the moniker, and Travis Kelsey doesn't like it. Take a listen. Getting everybody fired up. We are the loudest stadium in the world on record. 42, yeah. 142 decibels. Did you guys break the record this week? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe uh, we're going to have to break it this week because uh, a lot of Cincinnati Bengals fans are calling it Burrowhead instead of Burrowhead. Arrowhead. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, the disrespect to Arrowhead they're, continues. They're throwing, they're, throwing, they're throwing a lot of bulletin board material out there. Oh, the old bulletin board I mean, material. Na- renaming your oh, stadium. Yeah. Bastardizing the name, if you okay. will. Okay. Wow. Can I listen? You know who's not giving any bulletin board material? And we'll get some quotes from him later. Joe Burrow. You know why? Because Joe Burrow's not only a smart player and a great player, but he understands the challenge at hand. And I feel like the Cincinnati Bengals and the entirety of the NFL media and a lot of gamblers, at least at one point in time, but they're finding their bearings here as of late, also have forgotten who the hell's on the other side of the ball? There we go. He's kind of swearing already. And I would like to just remind America this. We've seen Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs five years. His first playoff year ever, 2018, he scored 24 fourth-quarter points against Bill Belichick and the Patriots, including a drive with less in less than 30 seconds to force overtime, and then didn't get the coin flip, lost the game. And you know what? They didn't go crying to Daddy Goodell and ask for the rules to be changed. You guys you cry t- a lot you took about the that medicine. game. You cry about the that very game all next the time. game, the very next year, Brew. And I know you agree with this because you think he's the most talented quarterback ever. Yes. The very next year, three times down by double digits, including. 24-point comeback in the first playoff game and scoring 21 consecutive points in less than six minutes of the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. The very next year, blew out the competition in the AFC title game and then played, I tweeted out the video today, an amazing Super Bowl from his back against the Bucks. that the numbers do not do justice what he did. Brew agrees. I, mean, I watched yeah, watch the Super Bowl. Okay, yeah. And, and then you would check my Twitter for what the Bucks players were saying during the game. And then last year, scored 42 and 42 and then had the half from hell. And now this year, had the football version of the flu game already in these playoffs. And now he gets a chance for revenge. He's been bad in one half of one playoff game ever. And it was against this team in this round a year ago. And they are going to give him extra motivation. Oh. They are going to poke the bear even more. Good luck, Cincinnati. Cincinnati and I have been on friendly terms all year. I, no I promoted more. Joe Burrow. No more. Well, they're pushing their luck here, bro. Well, I, look, I would say this. Cincinnati, of all the teams that should understand bulletin board material. That's right. They have written bulletin board material to this point. Fighting with traveling. Right, right. Who's complaining? I mean, the league <laughs> had to do it. It was normal policy, and they're complaining, yeah. making a big deal out of, oh, the neutral site game. Hope they're you get your tickets. refunds. Right. And Zach yeah, Taylor right. used Wilds the fact that Buffalo, this is shocking, Nick. I don't know if you knew this. They have the best home playoff record 
in, in NFL, NFL postseason history. Yeah. He Tim used Kelly that to motivate his team. He used the fact that they were 4-0 under Sean McDermott at home to motivate the Bengals. So you would think they would know the power of bulletin board yeah. material. But if you're sitting there saying, man, this is going to come back to haunt the Bengals. Here's where I tell you to stop and pause. Okay. Because guess who's just as cocky? Thank you. Just who talks just as much trash, if not with their actual mouths, which sometimes they do, but also with their body language and their trick plays and all of this stuff is is the Kansas City Chiefs. Let me take you back to a year ago. A year ago. And Travis Kelsey, after their surprising slump, what was he doing? What was he talking about? Check this out. Okay. Something tells me I got my swagger back. Look at this. The, the snow globe, the spinning huddle. Yeah. I mean, all their trick plays. Chris Jones saying they're going to win five championships uh, after oh, they won their first started. Super Bowl. I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs complaining about another team being cocky and providing bulletin board material is like Muhammad Ali complaining about an opponent talking trash. That is disrespecting the opponent. That is different. Ring around the Rosie? That is the ultimate disrespect. I mean, seriously, that is the ultimate disrespect. Of course they disrespected the Raiders. I'm talking about the opponents that That was wild Super Bowl pictures. Okay. Don't be so mean. I like Devontae Adams. Facts over feelings. All right? I'm sorry. I know it was going to hurt, but facts over feelings. You did not hear the Chiefs say, say a single word about the Bills, about the Bengals, about the Chargers. The what? We have a clip. They just did a Hold dance on. We just did in, a clip. In the, during the game. Pubs, can you play the oh, Willie Gay clip? clip that we heard this afternoon? Oh, oh Willie Gay. Oh, like Cobree said, we don't do no talking. We just go have a business when it's time to go. What is it about that Bengals offense that maybe impresses you the most? You played it a few times. Nothing. <laughs> See, I, mean, I think first that's of all, unfair. what a shoulder. I know. My <laughs> good God. Like, wow. Yeah, no, that, that part's absolutely God, true. We, I thought the same thing, bro. He did, but the, the beginning of the clip, Wilds, he's saying that he's asked about Burrowhead, the, sure. the, and he's like, we don't talk about that. We don't do that. And then my guy, Willie Gay, he's done this two years in a row now where he just can't help himself. And they ask him one follow-up, and it's like nothing. But can I say this? Yeah. That's like barely trash talk. That's true. You know what I mean? Well, he's trying to say, I'm not going to talk about it, but the question is what impresses you, and he says nothing. Right. So that, but that is not nearly the level, can we all agree, sure. of we're the big dogs, yeah, Burrowhead, yes. any of that stuff. Yes. And, so, but, and Willie Gay, though, it's similar to the Eli Apple thing. Willie Gay's better than Eli Apple, but it's yeah. like, come on, man. You're not exactly yeah, on the front of the program hey. for the Chiefs. <laughs> I like Willie Gay, but he's not one of the stars of the team, certainly not even one of the stars of the defense. Great shoulder. I, I star think he's a shoulder good player. Show. He is a good player. Uh, all right, we have new footage coming in live from Kansas City of Mahomes <laughs> oh, yeah. being spry. Spry. There's a James Palmer clip out there, too, bit. where he does a little bit of a spin. A Maybe little bit practicing of a... the ring around the rose. <laughs> okay, getting <laughs> ready for it. These practices sure don't seem that intense. I don't know. There's a walkthrough today. <laughs> well, still, yesterday didn't seem intense. They're not exactly getting They don't let the media the, stay for the real stuff. The real, the real <laughs> yeah. hitting. Mahomes was asked about being an underdog, which he no longer is, but yesterday he was. Take a listen. Yeah, I mean, every time I walk on that field, I don't, I don't think I'm an underdog, especially when I walk on Arrowhead's field. So uh, I just go in with the same mindset of we're going to have to play our best football to win. Um, we know we're playing a great football team that's beat us the last three times. Um, and so we have to learn from our mistakes in the past and be better um, in order to, to win against a great football team. Mm. <laughs> oh, I like that minus one back next to the Chiefs where it belongs. I told you, America, everyone lost their minds. And my goodness, I hope people when the Chiefs were underdogs, they were able to grab them on a leg of a teaser. But that's neither here nor there. What does matter is this. Remember a week ago? Mm-hmm. When the narrative was, oh, man, the Bengals against the big, bad Buffalo Bills and that offensive line issues that they have. Well, how are they going to be able to deal with it? But then the Bills had a terrible defensive game plan for the end of the playoffs for the third straight year, and they got no pass rush, and they got shredded, as the Bills like to do this time of season. And I think everyone acted like, oh, the Bengals fixed their issues. No, they didn't. The Bills just didn't have a good plan. The Chiefs, on the other hand, I already explained to you what Mahomes has been in his playoff career. Second most sacks in the league, the Kansas City Chiefs. 
Second most quarterback pressures in the league, the Kansas City Chiefs. Second most quarterback hits in the league, the Kansas City Chiefs. That's over the course of the season. And you have Chris Jones, who oddly has zero career playoff sacks, but the reason for that is, aside from some circumstance, he gets double teamed, which allows Frank Clark, who has the fourth most playoff sacks in NFL history, to come screaming around the edge. The problem is if you have a backup guard in, I don't even know if a double team works. So I say all that to say this, Brew. I'm not sure this is going to be the close game everybody thinks it's going to be. Here we go. I, can I give you one piece what, of historical data? There have been 12 games post-merger in this round where the point spread's been less than a field goal. 12 conference championship games where Vegas is like, man, it's a pick 'em. Two have been close. Ten have been double-digit wins by one team or the other. So one of these games this weekend, if not both of them, are actually, historically speaking, likely to be blowouts. And what do we know about the Kansas City Chiefs? You can't blow them out. Mahomes has played 92 games. 80. What, what do you mean? That's every Raiders game since the last one on here is a decade. More than a decade. Guys, ago. I'm the just including. The latest game was more ev- than a decade. Ago. Right. I'm including every conference championship game with a, field, with a point okay. spread of less than a field goal since the merger. Okay, well, I, listen. Was that George Blanda Which playing one? for the no, Raiders George in 1970? George Blanda was pre-merger. Maybe. No, I, your I, history, think, I know. I think That's he was, actually. Brock Jones may be quarterbacking for the Colts. Mahomes has played 92 games, bro. They have either won or lost by one score, 89 of them. Three times in his career has he lost by more than a score. Three times in his career. The Super Bowl and then two games uh, early last season during the alleged slump. Right. That's the complete list. I don't think this – I think that the Chiefs – Defensive line can dominate the Bengals' offensive line. I think Mahomes is going to have an all-time performance. I'm not sure this one's going to be close. I I will give you – it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a great game. Um, I I don't think the Chiefs should be favored, though. And I'm surprised you take – because I thought you were basking in the underdog. Oh, the disrespect. uh, The disrespected dynasty that really isn't a dynasty, right? That was the top of the tiers. All right. Look, Cincinnati has beaten them three straight. And I I do, Nick – I do wonder, man, can you really be an elite team four straight times when you're both pretty much on the same level? That does make me wonder. But they have beaten them the last three times. Who was more impressive last week? The Bengals. I mean, the guy had one. It was on one leg. No, that was good. I'm talking about the whole the team. The Chiefs were playing you a tougher quarterback. You struggled to beat Jacksonville. Stop it. <laughs> they went into Buffalo's house, and I'm not going to say no, what they, they did to them, but it was back. disrespectful. Yeah. All right? And so the Bengals were more impressive. I Look, obviously Kansas City has a much better pass rush than Buffalo had. Mm-hmm. All right, so they may – it'll be interesting, that offensive line battle. But I was kind of impressed. I don't know if that was Buffalo's just – a terrible play or the Bengals Wiles. offense. Look how they ran Are the ball, the, though, yeah, Nick. You know it wasn't you. just pass Wiles. protection. Look He's at not. how they ran can the ball tell, against Buffalo. Go go Buffalo's defense is better than Kansas uh, City's defense uh, overall. Uh, not the, the, the Bengals should be. Can, can I tell you something? You, yeah. I heard because I, I I heard you know Brew saying I'm you know can you beat a team four straight times and you know you know what I didn't hear in any of that. Much bass in his voice. It True. sounded a lot you like you know what lot, it reminded like me of. Things. You always Bro? kick the bass. You know what it. You know what it reminded me a lot of. Your meek pick of the Bills over the Bengals you know, when you didn't really have your no, heart in it. I, you I didn't knew really... it was going to be a tough match. Oh, oh look at him. You know, look look at I might be picking the Chiefs. I have not. You might be picking the Chiefs. We all know. Really? Yes, we. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, save it for tomorrow. Yes, I'm saving it. You don't know. Bro, I've worked together for two years. When you feel confident about something, you point at the camera, <laughs> you say, I believe in you. You brought your F game. I'm not even – this one, you're just sitting back and you're like, well, That's it's not oh, but, you know, last game, Kelsey had four <laughs> catches for 56 yards. That's not that good. I'm a little I'm bit a concerned mystery, about Wiles. that. I'm a You have no a idea. You have no idea. Okay, by the way, America, you can get the Chiefs minus six and a half at plus 200. I'm just saying you might want to jump Also, on, on Fox Bet. Uh, live? No, is that Fox the show? Bet. It's just Fox Bet. Just Fox Bet. You yeah. can also bet if Broussard is picking the Chiefs oh, or yeah. the Bengals. And right now the Chiefs are minus 350. <laughs> a lot the of money coming Remember where I'm from. I'm just saying. You're from everywhere. <laughs> I know, but not Kansas City. Never been to Kansas City. Never AJ lived there. AJ Brown discusses his kind of pouting move. Did you say you've never been next. to Kansas City? You've never visited? I don't know if I've been to Kansas City. You know what? I don't think I've been to Kansas City. You and Cal. 
Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash FTF. netsuite.com slash FTF. netsuite.com slash FTF. We've got a great 10 minutes here for you with Super Bowl champion Greg Jennings. Who's wearing a beautiful suit. He's not on camera yet, Nick. Well, now people will be excited. A.J. Brown addressed this odd moment from the Eagles' big victory last weekend. Some people said, well, he was a little bit bothered by a nagging injury or the fact that he had three catches for 22 yards. Well, he addressed it. Take a listen. No, I'm, I'm never the receiver to, to, to go on the sideline or to try, try to cause, like, problems on the sideline. I'm not that guy. I think, I think that's what you can describe as a diva or whatever the case may be, but I'm not that person. You know, I'm a guy who looks and talks to the quarterback or talks to the O.C. and uh, – do it, do it that way. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not really gonna try to cause, cause commotion on the sidelines. I'm not, I'm not, that's not who I am. I'll never be that guy. Greg in his beautiful suit. Do you think this is going to be a storyline this weekend? It already is a storyline. Okay. We've been talking about it all week. When, when uh, Greg Olson and Kevin Burkhart opens for the for the game, they're gonna talk about it. We're gonna be waiting to see if are they gonna feature AJ <laughs> Brown early. Right. Look, I don't think he's gonna make it an issue. I don't think it's a big deal for them, but for us this week, knowing what he experienced, not getting the ball, and then being overthrown a couple times, like, it is frustrating. That is fine. I'm perfectly fine with that. The fact that he made a point to say, I'm not that guy, I think his reputation precedes him. Right. He right. is not that guy. He's never been that guy. He always is being seen or caught on camera smiling, typically, and we don't really talk about those type of things, but I just think optically it was not a good look. Period. This week, it was not a good look, especially when you're winning. But it goes to show that receivers, you're going to get labeled regardless if you're winning or you're losing. Stephon Diggs, they lose. He's like, what's up, Josh Allen? We're talking about him. The same is going to happen with A.J. Brown. But it's just not a good look altogether. Yeah, if he was sitting there smiling, though, he wouldn't have got labeled. So I, I hear you. But look, ultimately, I don't think this is a big deal. But even if he were a diva, and I agree with you, he's not. It's not like you can't win with Divas. Antonio Brown, Super Bowl. OBJ, Super Bowl. You can go back to Keyshawn Johnson, Super Bowl. Like, even if he were a Diva, that doesn't mean you can't win. Now, he's not, and I think this will be nothing. I don't like – I mean, I do think it was because he had three catches, 22 yards. Yeah. I don't like that, but I don't – that. I think that happens, Greg. Whether a guy does that in the locker room – or whether he's doing it, you know, on the on the playing field or or the bench, it doesn't look good. But I think ultimately they get past it, and I think he could come out and have a well, big. What game. if what if the 49ers want to push that storyline to Wilds, the forefront? You tell your listen, America. <laughs> Wilds has a few like anecdotes from his previous <laughs> lives that he really loves. Yeah, oh. one of them oh. is a great one. Yeah, and involves. Kobe. Oh yeah. Well, see, Tini, Tell the it's story. a story that was written about in the. But you talked to him about. Yeah, it. it was a story that was written about, and I was going to meet Kobe. We were doing a project with Kobe, and it was written about. So I'm going to ask him about this story, and I think it. I think it where they were playing the Mavs. I think, and somebody had signed a big contract, and somebody was due for the big contract, and Kobe and Phil Jackson came up with this plan to ice out the guy that needed that hadn't gotten that hadn't yet. gotten signed, <laughs> and let the guy who just got paid. Get all cool. a bunch of a bunch of buckets, and then watch the team kind of 
internally combust, and that was sort of their next level genius. So I asked them about that and proved that I had done my research. But I think that's just a fantastic plan. Like, shouldn't that the Niners, work. shouldn't the Niners, at least in the beginning of this game, if they can, err on the side of doubling AJ and letting Devontae get some targets? The key that you what you just said is if they can. Yeah. Because if you double him, then that means you got less guys in the box. Right. Sure. They thrive off running the ball. That Hundred percent. So that the, I don't is, think they can do it is like risky me. against this specific opponent yes. who loves to run the ball and a quarterback can run the ball. And one would argue maybe the Niners' defense shouldn't change anything because right. they've been going so well. But I do. I the reason that I think this is something and not nothing yeah. is because it was a dominating playoff win. The, the AJ Brown. This is first year with the Eagles. This is the first playoff victory for this team under this regime. Really, almost any of the, the major players on this team, except for the offensive linemen that weren't there for the Super Bowl run. This is a great moment. And it does feel a little selfish, right? And, and yeah. now, the, I, I, I also understand receiver is a dependent position, and the, you have to have some selfishness to be great. I get all of that. So I'm not going to act like it's the biggest thing in the world, but it does resonate differently to me in a playoff game than in a regular season game. And it also resonates a little differently to me when it's a guy who, are, who just got paid. If it's a guy who's like the, a, a pending free agent, then maybe I get it a little bit more. But it's like you just got paid, you came here, you guys are winning, you're dominating, and you're that upset about the numbers. So it is something if I were D'Amico Ryans this week, I would make sure my guys were aware of. Even if I'm not going to change my game plan wild, maybe a little trash talk about it, maybe try to get in yeah, I'm sure they'll do that. But here's the thing, though. If you have a strong lead, I think the key to having a diva receiver, and he's not a diva, but just a guy that's disgruntled maybe, is a strong leader at quarterback. And obviously in Jalen Hurts, they have that. So that's why I think this won't become a big deal. Just quickly, Greg, because we're going to talk about Jalen Hurts. Do you think Jalen prioritizes getting him the ball to kind of put the stuff to rest and make him feel better? I do. There's no way you cannot think about, okay, let me try to get A.J. involved. Because he understands the earlier we get him involved, the more, the better chances we have to impact this game and put this defense on their heels, period. If I was 49ers, you know what I would do? Block it. (gasps) As soon as, as soon as they threw it to A.J. Brown, I would block the ball so he couldn't catch it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> because, because he was upset. Because then he'd be yeah, upset. If he wasn't upset, would you wouldn't have done it. that. That's what they're going to try to do. That's anyways. what I'm saying. I'm saying prioritize it. I know. I mean, Josh, that film study paid off, my friend. Jalen Hurts. Tall task this weekend. Dominating against a dominating 49ers defense. That was like a real clown mode. It was. That was like, why would we all lean into our characters? You might have leaned a little too far. Watch, watch him block a pass. It'll be like, wow. Right. <laughs> Take a listen to Jalen Hurts. They're really good all across the board, you know, and I think starts off with the front seven and, and then having a really good defensive back group. Um, they fly to the ball. They're disruptive at every position. Um, they, they're, they're well coached. They're well coached. So we have a task in front of us. We have a really good challenge, really big challenge in front of us. And as always, we just want to go out there and, and execute, you know, try and be efficient. Let's look at the tail of the tape. Eagles offense, 49ers defense. 49ers, very, very good. Greg, we'll go back to you. Who do you trust more, 49ers defense or the Eagles offense? Man, well, when you look at that full screen, it's like you might want to say the 49ers defense, but I actually trust the Eagles offense here because if there is one chink in the armor for the 49ers, it's their passing game. Yes. Their pass defense. They struggle guarding the ball when it's thrown in the air. And – Again, it, it, when you think about this game and matchups, what, what is not being truly talked about is the guys in the trenches. The so, Eagles have a phenomenal offensive line. Obviously, we know Nick Bosa and Armstead and all those guys can pass rush. If they can hold up, A.J. Brown, Goddard, uh, Smith, they can have a field day. Because the issues that they have is Traverius Ward, he struggles. We saw him struggle against DK. One of the things we've mentioned about that game. He's been really good for them. This he year, has though. been really but good. But against, but against DK, a bigger and yeah. physical uh, And DK and AJ are receiver, very similar. Very receivers. similar guys. Yeah, very right. physical, can get you down the field. That's the one reason I'm going with the Philadelphia Eagles offense because they can do it all. 
like the running, the passing. I like no, it, I man. agree. And, and I think, and they've been susceptible to deep passes who are at least 20 yards and deep and further. So I, I do think their pass game against San Francisco can have some success. I also think they can, look, it's tough to run the ball against the Niners. But running, you have a, teams have a lot more success running opposite Bosa. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to direct their run game at the opposite side of where Nick Bosa's lined up, and I think they can have some success there. And the teams that have given Kansas City, uh, which pounded San Francisco, um, uh, we saw Jared Stidham and the Raiders give them some trouble. So, what did those two teams have? Top 10 offensive lines. And I, Philadelphia's got arguably the best offensive line in the league. So if they can match them physically up front, which I think they can, then I do think – I'm not saying they're going to blow them out. Sure. But I trust the offense, like Greg said, more than – So I don't. Defense. I the Listen, I do want to say this because I am – you know, I, I'm going to catch the next time around on the Jalen Hurts bandwagon. I'm going to let this one pass by. With that said, he handles himself at these press conferences oh, as well as great. any quarterback Absolutely in the great. league. For a guy he's that could have won league MVP, Absolutely. he handles – he does exactly what you want your guy to do, and he carries himself with a legitimate – not a false bravado, but a legitimate confidence without being cocky. I think he's great up there. I also think that the Eagles have the best offensive line in football, which is good because they're up against the best defensive line in football. Mm-hmm. And I think as smart as the Niners' offense is under Shanahan, that defense under D'Amico Ryans has been doing brilliant stuff that they are allowed to do because outside of the D-line in that back seven, you have Warner and Hufanga, who I think this year have been the best at their positions uh, uh, respectively, and can kind of do a little bit of everything. The play you showed us in the Cowboys game where T.Y. Hilton's open, mm-hmm. against any other middle linebacker in the league, Dak made the fine play. Correct. Because he's going to, CeeDee Lamb is going to beat that guy, and Fred Warner goes step for step. My concern for Philly is this. They have not faced anything close to this Niners defense all year except for the Cowboys games. The Cowboys defense is not the Niners defense. And I know everyone says throws out the Raider game, but or brings up the Raider game, I should say. In the last three months, the Niners defense has dominated everyone except for that one Raider game. And I, I'm going to guess... They took their foot off. The, they they t- they took them lightly. They're like it's a backup quarterback for a team that's given up, and so and they got got there. But when they've been locked in post Chiefs game, I mean they're forcing two turnovers a game, and the Eagles that when they have lost this year, it's because of turnovers. I I think the Niners defense is a juggernaut, and I think it's going to cause real real problems for Philly. Yeah, you 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 keep saying that, but for me this. This Eagles offensive line is legit. Oh, and everybody, the best all, in the league. everybody best in the league, continues right. to talk about what the 49ers have been able to do and the Eagles' light record and all of that. The 49ers haven't played a whole lot of people either at the end of the season. And their struggle, their Achilles heel. Again, they're 20th in pass yards per game. And I know we highlight the offensive line. And the reason why I like to highlight them is because it opens everything up. Like when you look in that wild card game, if we have this tape, Oh, okay. We have this tape. This is now if you freeze it right here, man to man across the board, you got DK Metcalf, Chavarius, Ward. It's man to man. This mano y mano. Your offensive line has to hold up, your defensive line has to get pressure. What happens if we roll the tape? DK Metcalf wins his one on one battle. If you look at Traverius Ward, the reason why he gets beat is because of there's multiple ways to get beat when you have a, a big receiver and a big corner. They can back shoulder you. They can beat you over the top. He peaks back shoulder. Up, no back shoulder. I beat you over the top. Big play, big touchdown. DK has a huge game. This is what A.J. Brown can bring to the table. This is why I think what we talked about earlier, it is a storyline. And you do need to try to get him the ball because if you can get them doing this early, It'll be a long day for that. And you got a great receiver on the other side too. Exactly. It's not like they can just force focus way, on AJ Brown. Why wasn't Ole Miss better when they had I, DK know? Metcalf and AJ Brown was, as their two who was receivers? That I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Mac Jones maybe or something. Oh, I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Undefeated. Ooh. Problem. I, I don't know. Why wasn't Texas Tech better? Uh, Bengals. Oh, hey. New big dogs in the <laughs> they AFC. They didn't have DK. That was good. Chiefs Bengals. That's where one of them from the national pastimes. Media and Joe Mixon have made a lot of the Bengals being the best team in the AFC, but Burrow flipped it. Says the Chiefs are still the team to beat. Take a listen. We've been in these spots. Um, 
We have the experience. We know what team we're playing. The team that's been to this this game the last five seasons, and they've all been in that stadium. So, to me, they're still the team to beat. And then we're coming for them, but we know it's going to be tough. We know it's going to be going to be hard fought, and we know the kind of players that they have on that side. There you go, Arrowhead Invitational. Can the Bengals claim to be the best team in the AFC if they win? Yeah, of course. I thought so too. I don't surprised you, we were you, doing the question. If you <laughs> if you win the conference back to back years, you get Absolutely. to claim you're the best team in the conference. But man, oh man, the AFC has to be praying the Bengals win this game. Because if the Chiefs win the conference this year, under these circumstances, what hope does anybody have? So in a year where, no, hold on, the Chiefs played more, they had more rookies play snaps than any team in the AFC other than the Texans who were tanking. They traded away their best player. They have in the conference top six cap space next year. They have extra draft picks. And Patrick Mahomes, while he will attempt to do what Greg Jennings once did and put his team on his back. Come on, talk about it. Yeah, and we can, you know what, because this is what Mahomes is going to try to do this weekend. He's going to be trying to do this and put the team on his back, though, Greg, on one leg, running down the field. Exactly. But if under those circumstances, with Mahomes hobbled, and the team in a reboot, <laughs> they still win the conference. Oh, boy. Because we know the Bills are already making excuses to why they have to pare things down. And the Bengals are about to have to pay that handsome young man, Joe Burrow, and his buddy, Jamar Chase, and they make a decision on T. Higgins. The Chargers took their shot and missed. The Raiders took their shot and missed. The Ravens don't even know if Lamar's coming back. If the Chiefs win this year, oh, the... I don't know what I don't know what anyone's going to do. So yeah, the, the Bengals can claim the throne, but if they don't, oh, the reign will be long and glorious, okay. my friend. See, look, obviously they could claim the throne. Four and zero against Kansas City, and and you can even throw out, which I think most of us have, right? The Kings have or the uh, Chiefs have clearly been the kings of the AFC since Tom Brady left. We'll throw out, you can even throw out last year's losing to Cincinnati Mm -hmm. because it was a one-time thing. But if you beat them twice, you're clearly the Kings. Here's where I disagree with you, Nick, though. If I'm Cincinnati, I can also say, I get their cap situation will be tough, but our quarterback's still on a rookie deal. Our our offensive line is one of the worst in the league. We're going to get that even better. Like, if and we won, if they win, they can say we won with, what, two or three of our offensive linemen out, our starters. Yeah. So I think it's the same thing with Cincinnati. If they win this year, I think the AFC should be just as scared of them eh. as they are about the Chiefs. Now, eh, Mahomes, no, the back. window's always open. We're back. But no, you don't. We're back we're to no, where you we're don't. in the A block, Craig. You don't. You don't what? actually. He's trying. He's just. He's just. You don't actually. <laughs> There's a they think I'm definitely picking the Chiefs. Yeah, because we'll see. <laughs> oh, here we go. You feel more confident about teasing tomorrow's segment <laughs> than you do. In I'm the, just pointing out the facts. I'm saying, look, Nick is saying be scared of the Chiefs if they win. Well, Buffalo's got just as much room to grow. No, they don't. Buffalo's really? going backwards. They can't make, the Chiefs already have a top offensive line in the league. Buffalo doesn't. Right. That's room to grow. No, no, they have room to get better, but they don't have a way to do it they, because it's a capped sport and because they don't draft they don't, well and their GM's out here giving press conferences saying, well who, who put this team together? I don't know. Somebody, who did that? Like, so it just seems like, seems like the Chiefs, this was the year to get them. And we'll see if the Bengals can get them, but it'd be real scared if they don't. I'm just going to say this really quick, because you got me excited about Patrick Mahomes putting the team on, on his, his back. back. <laughs> I mean, exactly. you almost, you almost you got me jumping in on yeah. all your takes. But, <laughs> yes, absolutely, the Bengals will be the team moving forward if they get this done. I believe they get it done, period. You do? I, oh, you're uh, making your pick now. Yeah, wow. I, I made my pick the moment they beat the Bills. Oh, wow. Okay. Like it, it, it was with a. No, hell. Yeah, Bill's. Why are you so Greg's, Greg's AFC, Greg's AFC I, winner. Just, that it just trans. It passed the baton. It went straight from the Buffalo was winning it. They passed it to Cincinnati. It, Usually, that side of the table's in lockstep. That's true. Well, yeah, not when so. it comes to the Chiefs. I, 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 look, okay. I love Patrick. McCoy. I right. do. I will say this really quick. Yeah. I do believe that they become the kings of the AFC, but I still do believe 
that we would have to now the Bengals fans will have an argument about who's the king at quarterback, who's the best quarterback, but I still do believe of it will course. be Patrick Mahomes. Well, everybody knows that. Either, no matter who's the king, Mahomes, Trevor's still the, the prince. prince the prince, yeah, exactly. Okay, sure. Just you got to figure out, you know, the hierarchy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Mac the prince still the baby goat. Yeah. Like in the King kingdom. Prince, baby goat. Wild printed out a 30-page article from the Boston Herald today for me to read about the Patriots. Most boring thing I've ever read in my life. <laughs> it wasn't boring. <laughs> it was a drama. Are you giving Purdy a chance to outplay MVP runner-up Jalen Hurts? We'll start with Nicholas Wright. Go. Right, well, first of all, breaking news, Wilds already has the MVP voting results, so that's exciting. But I think you're actually right on that. Um, I am. Giving Purdy a chance. Mm. Now you're in on Purdy. He, no. No, he's down no. on Hurts. No, 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 no. You said it yesterday. Let me explain. I am in on Kyle Shanahan's offense. I'm in on the Eagles' defense being gettable if the offensive line can hold up. We talked about this from the other perspective, but it is true in both directions. It is. Both of these excellent defenses can be gotten vertically if your quarterback has time. And I understand Christian McCaffrey hasn't practiced this week, but I still, he said he's going to play. I believe he's going to play. And I think the Niners are going to be able to go pass, run, 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 hit you with the play-action pass repeatedly to open spaces. On the flip side, now this is where everyone gets mad at me. Jalen Hurts, the Giants game notwithstanding, throughout his career has not played great in postseason games. Oh, come on. This He's had, what, college two? Thing? I'm including college. Uh, of course he has to. I wonder what, what he did in great. high school. What? Was he good? He probably was I'm good. I'm sure he was he great was in high great. school. <clears throat> it's not, Guys, but it was every year in college, right? It was, it was his freshman year. He was bad against Clemson in the playoff. And then the next year he got benched. And then even at Oklahoma, he was bad in the Peach Bowl against LSU. <laughs> It just was. Guy, this isn't 30 years ago. This is a few years ago. And then last year he was bad in the playoffs. And then this year he was, I mean, he combined for 190 yards, but the team was excellent against the Giants. If everyone else wants to say it's a surefire thing that Jalen Hurts against the league's best defense and a chance to go to the Super Bowl is going to play great, again, I like the guy as a person. I have questions. And I think, he, I think the Eagles need him to be great far more than the Niners need Brock to be great. So I, don't, I know you guys don't like when I talk about college, but I, it I matters don't. for young Cause players. Because Vince Young was fantastic in the postseason games in college. I mean, Baker and Kyler Murray were awesome in college. I mean, I, I don't think that matters. Jalen Hurts has all the intangibles you like. So we're supposed to believe he has all these great intangibles. But he freezes up or melts down in the or big n- game. No, that I he's mean? not great against great defenses at any level. That's it. It's not that the moment's too big for him. It's that he has not excelled against the best defenses he has faced at any level. That's well, well, all. Okay. Well, and well, the Giants are not one of them. Like, that, that's all. Well, Brock Purdy, look, I, everybody's talking about San Francisco's defense. You did say they're both excellent. Mm-hmm. But people got to wake up. Philadelphia's got a great defense, too. I think San Francisco's ranked one. Philadelphia's ranked two. And Philly is much better against the pass. We know they got the great, you know, they led the league in sacks by 15. All right, and, and they, they so they got the great defense and they're great against the pass. So I think Brock Purdy, look, last week I'm watching that game and Dallas played great defense, and I'm like, this is where you would really like an elite quarterback with the Niners because I was like, Purdy's got to make a play, and he really couldn't. I'm not saying he's not a decent quarterback, nice. but he couldn't make like that big play and that, that they needed. And that was more needed. Kittle than Purdy. I mean, right, Kittle and so him. I'm saying – I think he's going to be in a position where he's got to make a big play, and I don't think he's ready for that yet, not against them. Yeah, there's a chance. I like his poise. I like his composure, Purdy, I'm speaking of. But when you think about what makes him rattle, what gets him rattled, it's pressure. And this is a team that can pressure the quarterback. His numbers when you pressure him, Brock Purdy, are completely different. Any quarterback, for that matter, for the most part. But Brock Purdy, specifically a rookie guy, you pressure him. And we talk about all these sacks that the the Eagles have been able to to put put on the stat sheet. It's not even about sacking him. Pressure him. Get him to flush out of the back of the pocket. That will allow you to do everything you want to do and get everything you want to get done as a Philadelphia defense. That's why I like – I trust Jalen Hurts 
more I than trust I trust Jalen Hurts. In a vacuum, to be clear, I trust Jalen Hurts far more than I trust Brock Purdy as an individual player if you were to drop him into any mm-hmm. environment. In this specific game. Because he has Kyle Shanahan. Because he has Kyle Shanahan and because I don't think the Niners offense needs Brock Purdy to play well to hum. No, I think the that. Eagles offense against this defense needs Jalen Hurts to I play do well agree. to hum. I but do see, I, I do think they'll need him to hum a little bit in this, in this game. game. Just because they needed him against Dallas. I mean, they won, but. News this afternoon, the Jets have hired Nathaniel Hackett, (laughs) former Packers OC and more recently, Russell Wilson's fall guy, as their new offensive coordinator. Here's Robert Sala. How'd that get in the cop? Just kept circling back to him. Uh, uh, He he checks every box that we're looking for. I'm not going to get in the details of it, but uh, uh, really, really excited about this. Brew, are you buying Rodgers to the Jets? Is a little more realistic. I'm not 100%. Oh, yeah, I'm buying it as more realistic. Look, and the thing, I'm not going to rip Nathaniel Hackett because of he did a poor job, to say the least, in Denver. I mean, because we've seen seen a lot of (laughs) offensive and defensive coordinators, right, who were great, but weren't great head coaches. So he still can be a great offensive coordinator. Here's the thing, though I don't know that you hire him right away. After a disaster, I mean, maybe you do as like a, a quarterback's coach or some lower position. Someone, I don't know that you bring a guy that's failed so publicly and miserably into your team unless you got a little bit of intel. Of course, and they that do. you think, oh, oh, and I tell you what, if 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 Vegas wants to go after Tom Brady first, then I think Rodgers with the Jets. I like it. Right. You got who's Garrett really, Wilson. You got Brees Hall. He's really going to follow Brett Favre's entire trajectory. Uh, you know that. But little. he might be thinking, I can do what Favre didn't do here and win bigger. Well, this team is, I think, set up for more success. But if you, <laughs> this is crazy. It would. But be as nice. a fisherman, <laughs> if I want to catch a fish, a big fish, I better have the right bait. Yeah, and nice. when you, if you're the Jets, this is bait. Of course. Aaron Rodgers, it, yeah. it just makes sense. The relationship, you, you got to think about who Aaron Rodgers is. If if he goes to a situation and it's like no familiar faces, I don't really know anybody. Like, right. that's not really, he needs to have somebody and in remember the room. what Collinsworth told us about why he loved Matt Hackett. <laughs> I knew this was That's coming. what he said during one of those Broncos <laughs> national television games. Collinsworth was like, and I talked to Aaron Rodgers, and he loved Nathaniel Hackett. I'm like, oh, he's going to explain how he diversified the offense, schemed it up. He's like, man. He made them laugh, and they played <laughs> cornhole together. And I'm like, oh, man, that's why the Broncos hired him as the head coach because he made Rodgers laugh. And now the Jets are like, screw it. They're not going Mike White or Zach Wilson. we got to bring in Rodgers' buddy. It's a great gig if you can get it. Now, I will say this. Aaron Rodgers, there is some delightful irony, not just to the Brett Favre part. But Rodgers the other day on McAfee literally said, People go on television or radio and criticize him because they're in the pocket of Johnson and Johnson and Big Pharma. Right, right. When the Jets are owned by a Johnson and Johnson heir. So Aaron Rodgers might actually be being paid by Big Pharma well before any of the media does. But you know what? I'm here for all of it. I think it is delightful. And get you a friend you. like Aaron Rodgers if you're in a net hacket of the world. Yeah, where you just keep getting amazing jobs because you might come around. It's an un. Unbelievable gig. And I, I wouldn't pay Aaron Rodgers $50 million to get a first-round pick for him. But I think the Jets are going to do both. I think at this point it is more like – I don't know what the latest odds are, Wilds, but I now believe Aaron Rodgers is going to play for the Jets next year. Really? Yes. Man. Why else are they doing this? It doesn't make sense and any it, other way. And no other way. You could have hired sense. a hot young thing and, to be a And by the way, reporter. even when he was with the Packers, with Rodgers, forget everything about the friendship and stuff aside – we all know LaFleur. That's LaFleur's it, offense. Of course. That's right. LaFleur's calling plays. It's LaFleur's right. it, it, baby. So the only reason you do this is to get Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, so really quickly, is Nathaniel Hackett a good offensive coordinator if LaFleur was calling the plays and he didn't do well in Denver? What's the big shining well, no. he had a star good on the resume? Jack we just told you. He and Salah coached together. Besides the corner. This is, this is, this is <laughs> pure arty. A lot of times, offensive coordinators get the title because they're the next coach up. But the the head coach, if you're an offensive guy, you're yeah. really calling the plays. I love Joe Philbin. He was not a great offensive coordinator. Okay. He's just the next guy up. Wow. So, coming hey, up you next. Asked one more question, and poor Joe Philbin gets a stray. Watching this for Greg's now going to text. Sorry, coach. 
It is Thursday, 4 o'clock, which means it is time for the most motivating segment in all of sports. It is also time for us as a staff to address some of your letters. You oh, know, for yeah. The, yeah, for the year 2023, we get a lot of physical mail, yes, we do. and we're always willing to address your concerns and questions. Oh, there's the music. I love it. I got this for a cut at my house when I open up my bills. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dear Wilds, love the podcast reads, <laughs> but I'm none too fond of cyberspace. Sometimes I want to be motivated by the butt list, but don't want to jump through these gosh darn digital hoops to get there. That's why I write letters. I think it's one of our older viewers. Cheers, Don Senior. I think it's Don's <laughs> father. Don's out Dawn. there. Don and Don. Well, wow. thank you for writing, Don Senior. We get this a lot because a lot. Not everyone is as digitally savvy as we are. Right. That's why <laughs> we have today. Yeah, today we have the Budless <laughs> Budless Greatest Hits. 2023's most inspirational and motivational record. It's got hits such as Baker Mayfield. And the, the really, the third cut is called I Believe in You. It's fantastic. We listen to well, it all the time, so it's just wonderful. Thank you for promoting that. I thought it was forgotten. I made, no. I made that decades ago. People didn't know a brother could sing. Right Check it out. All right, let's get to it. At number three, a lot of times quarterbacks land on this list, sometimes coaches. But Eli Apple is a defensive back, a quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. I had to say it because you might not know that. All right, he, he's been in the league seven years. He's been with four teams, never made a Pro Bowl, despite being the 10th pick in the draft back in 2016. But his claim to fame, boy, he can run his mouth. All right, he has some legendary trash talk against the Buffalo Bills. Nick and Wiles didn't like it. I thought some of it was hilarious. And one of his lines after beating them last week was, see you, or no, safe travels to Cabo. Now, here's the thing. That's not going to age well if a week later you are going to Cabo. So, Eli Apple, the pressure's on. And you got to do it against the best quarterback in the NFL. A lot of pressure on Motormouth E.I. Apple for the Cincinnati Bengals. At number two, here we go. We get into the quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts. Mm. Oh. All right, Jalen, despite you being a finalist for the MVP award, for the Offensive Player of the Year award, there are still some non-believers out there. <laughs> One of them has really long hair and a vested interest in you losing. All right, silence him. Please, please, Jalen, silence him. All right, and also, and I'm, this is no shade at the next guy I'm about to mention, but Jalen Hurts, seriously, has a chance to become what a lot of people thought Dak Prescott would be. Hmm. He's high on the intangibles, high character, uh -huh. great leader, runs the ball, throws it pretty well. You can do what Dak has yet to do. So there's that. And, of course, you got a chance to get the huge contract. If you get them to the Super Bowl, the Eagles, I think they'll give you the bag, my man. So a lot of things on you, Jalen, this week. But I do believe in you. At number one, first time, first appearance for this young man. This season on the bud list, usually because he's so great, and it is Patrick Mahomes. Wow. Now, a lot of people wow. would say, a lot of people would think he got a built-in excuse. If they lose, he's playing on a high sprain, ankle sprain. But Patrick, no, we see you in the video. We see you running around looking spry, to use Nick Wright's words. Okay? And the bottom line is, in the future, no one's going to remember the ankle sprain. Oh, look at the spin. If you lose to Joe Burrow for the fourth straight year, all right? Despite you about to be winning your second straight MV or second MVP award of your career, despite you being christened as Jordan-esque and the best I've ever seen by smart football people, <laughs> and it was documented for all the posterity <laughs> by Sports Illustrated. True. That I said that first, oh, that you're the best I've ever seen at the QB position. If you lose to Joe Burrow this weekend at home again in the 
Arrowhead Invitational, or maybe it will be the Burrowhead Invitational or Burrowhead Stadium, then there will you will be shocked at how so many people want to say he is better than you and that he is the best quarterback in the league. There, it'll be happening fast enough to make your huddle spin. All right? <laughs> so get out there, Patrick. Do your thing. I do believe in you. That is this week's but. Very wonderful. Oh, I like these guys on the but list. I'm going to add one more guy because this is motivation. Yep. A.J. Brown, my Thank you. Okay, I like that. Look, man, amplified attention equals amplified expectations. Oh, A.J. Brown, you made some noise, man. You let us all know how you really felt. Even when your team won 38-7 in a divisional round against a division rival, you talked. You showed us by your emotions, by your posture. You really wanted to be more involved. I'm not mad at you, but now all eyes are on you. Jalen Hurts, he's going to be thinking about how can I get my guy the ball. So when you do get these opportunities, you got to deliver. We saw this team struggle with one of your counterparts, your guy, DK, early in the playoffs, wild card round. He went crazy. We all felt like, man, you get DK the ball early, he gets involved, big game. You said, give me the ball early. It keeps me involved. Those were your words. So now my eyes and my ears are going to be tuned to my TV, locked on my screen, waiting for you to make those big plays happen Hmm. when you get your opportunity. Don't let us down. Because your team didn't let you down even though you wanted that ball last week. And I get you as a receiver. You throw me the ball 100 times, I want it 102 times. You said 101, I need two more than you. Thank you very much. Well well done, Greg James. What I like about that is that's from one receiver to another. So you know what you're talking about. Nick likes to go back to back in the day. Guess what? I was a receiver in high school. Uh And AJ, I second what Greg just said. World? Yeah. Well, okay. conference championship. Conference championship. Oh, Made the state playoffs. Three point stance. Let me put. No, no. no. I was like Lynn Swan, baby. The hands bar. on the hips. Uh, <laughs> all right. This is a guy I like a lot. A guy who I think you know, while Brew might have been the first person allegedly to call Patrick Mahomes the most talented quarterback he's ever seen, mm-hmm. I think I was the first person to be adamant that this guy is a top two quarterback in the league. When other people had images of Josh Allen dancing in their head like so many sugar plums and fairies, I am putting Joe Burrow on the bud list. Everybody's on. And here's why. I believe at this point the expectations for the Bengals have exceeded the production for the Bengals come the postseason. So I have a stat for America that I think will, you know, will be shocking. Much like the Trevor Lawrence never lost on a Saturday stat, I think this one will start to sweep the nation. The Bengals in these last two years of the playoffs haven't scored a single fourth quarter touchdown. I like this stat. Offense. The only fourth quarter touchdown they have in the two years of playoff games with a five and one was scored by Sam Hubbard. They have scored 12 fourth quarter points total. In their six playoff games, they have scored more than 27 points zero times Mm. in their six Mm. playoff Mm. games. For some context there, Patrick Mahomes has played 10 career playoff games that he started and finished. They scored at least 31 in eight of those 10. Joe Burrow's Bengals are yet to score 28 in any of these games, and they're yet to get in the end zone in the fourth quarter. So I say all that to say this. The Bengals right now, Brew, and Joe Burrow are being treated like an offensive juggernaut. They have not been that. Now, they have been an incredibly clutch team, and Lou Anarumo on that defense has been brilliant in the biggest of spots. But I believe Patrick Mahomes is not going to short-circuit in the second half of this game as he did last, last year. And I believe this is going, if the Bengals are going to have a chance, they are going to have to go blow for blow with the Kansas City Chiefs in the fourth quarter of this game. And I don't know that they can do that. If they do it, it'll be the first time they've done it in two years in the playoffs. So I want to see it. Not bad. I've tended to think that Joe Burrow's playing with house money going into this game. But I do think you're right. If, if he loses this, I don't think people will say he's better than Patrick Mahomes. 
And maybe the Josh Allen, Joe Burrow thing oh, uh, know, that's picks up a little steam. At least in these Joe. parts, it might Tre- pick up a little maybe more steam. Maybe the Prince. Mm, maybe no, the Prince. The Prince not in that Speaking class. of the Prince, I'm putting a triumvirate of quarterbacks on the bud list from the 2021 draft class. Starting off with my guy, Mac Jones. Oh, Mac, I'm sorry. There was an article in the Boston Herald today. That was just an indictment of Bill Belichick's coaching decisions with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. My favorite quote, uh, Mac Jones about uh, Joe Judge. Mac didn't like him at all. (laughs) Thank goodness we got Bill O'Brien coming in. But it is a bad, bad article. And people are blaming Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. Yeah, kind of Bill Belichick's fault. He put him in that position. Guy number two, Zach Wilson. The other news today, Nathaniel Hackett going to New York. So Zach Wilson, like, am I the guy? Am I going to lose my job for Flacco or Strevler or Mike White? Like, maybe all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers. So what was kind of bad got worse for Zach Wilson. And finally, you know, when I was playing a league basketball game, I was sitting on the bench. I would kind of sit there, and I'm a team player, you know that. But I would look at Scott, I'd, and every once in a while I'd be like, man, I hope Scott misses this one. <laughs> I should be in there. <laughs> Turns out Scott was better than me, much better. But I would, I'm not a very good man, I guess, when it comes to basketball. <laughs> What's Trey Lance doing? Oh. What's Trey? Nick's guy? Nick's guy. They gave up a lot. Like, if I'm Trey Lance, I am going to be rooting for the t- – well, actually, if I was Trey Lance, I wouldn't be. <laughs> but I mean, Trey Lance, it is like, is Trey Lance going to be the – Quarterback of the Colts next year? I don't know what's going Maybe on the Titans, but either way, I believe in all three of you guys. But I think it's a lot of stressful. You moments. do believe in them? I do. And Justin Fields got the first pick, oddly being the worst, well, having the worst record, put Justin Fields in the best spot. Yeah, so. yeah. That, that, those were three interesting names. Thank They're you. In some bad, all of them in bad positions. But you know what? I believe in you. All right, that's good. Wow, thanks. I was, it's a good cut. Can I see the record again? Oh, of course, yeah. Oh, that's the instrumental. Can we just cut. play it? Let's. Yeah, this, this is the one. instrumental version. Yeah, good. give me a little vocal rendition of it. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. We, we, we don't need that. Right. Bruce is about to let it go. <laughs> give us a little bit. Bruce was about to give us a little bit. They really. I was about to. They he was. Welcome back to the show. Great five minutes for you here, Warriors Grizzlies. Steph ejected for throwing his mouthpiece after a Jordan Poole shot that looks like Steph didn't, you know, like too much. Take a listen to Steph postgame. Yeah, whoever threw me out, I kind of blacked out. Um, that I, when I threw it, I was like, I'm not going to throw it on the court. So I, I threw it pretty hard, but I didn't think it got into the stands or put anybody, you know, in danger. So maybe I didn't hit the floor too hard, but... So it is what it is. And for the record, Poole did hit the game winner and celebrated with Steph in the tunnel by throwing his own mouthpiece. Okay. Nick, what do you make of all this? Okay, so I actually don't – I'm not going to kill Steph for throwing the mouthpiece. Now, we've seen this before, mm-hmm. most notably in the NBA Finals, you know, when the league was rigged for ratings or money. His wife couldn't remember oh, which, okay. but that was, that was when she tweeted it. I mean, we can show you the video. It was when LeBron was in the midst of the greatest three-game stretch in the history of the league and the unanimous MVP had had enough of it. And then we oddly saw it the next year when, again, he's angry about a call. Or we saw it, we can show you that as well, when he's angry about a call. This is last night, but the, the, the one that happened the next year, we saw it and he gets once again... <clears throat> Uh, that's the 2016 finals. Here's the one right right there from 2017. This one is very different to me, though, Brew, for this reason. We now have half, we're more than halfway through the season, and Jordan Poole has gotten punched by Draymond Green and has taken a shot that so infuriated Steph Curry that he got ejected from the game for his reaction. And if we want to pretend that because the Warriors ended up getting a bucket with two seconds left to get to 500, that this is all roses in in Oracle. It's not even Oracle anymore. The Chase Center. Brew, they have serious problems. Because of that? Brew. He's so angry at his teammates taking a shot. I'm sorry. This happens in team sports. I mean, seriously. Has anyone else gotten ejected in the NBA? In Has the anybody else Hold thrown on. a mouthpiece? Hold like, on. like Steph Has does it any- all the time. Hold That's on what second. he does. I, I have an honest question. Can you, can you think of a single instance, of, since we've been doing the show together, of a guy having such a reaction in live play out of disgust for a teammate's decision that the ref had to intervene? 
The, the, the rep was like, okay, it's too much. I mean, also, another question. I'm sorry. One other question. Since we were doing the show, is there a single instance of a player being suspended from by his own team for punching a teammate? Well, no. If you want to go to the Draymond but Jordan. But it's the same guy. No. If you want to go to the Draymond Jordan pool thing and say there's – Draymond's even talked about that effect in his own behavior, all right, on his podcast. So I'm, that's fine there. But this – it's just, I mean, Steph, after the game, and Jordan Poole hit the game-winning shot, Layup. Steph was waiting in the tunnel to give him a hug. He didn't have to do that. He's the leader of the team. He's a superstar. If he was really that upset and didn't like Jordan Poole, that's the last guy that needs to, you know, it make it look grew. good. Like, I got to hug that Jordan that the camera. takes place exactly the way it did. But it's Clay taking that well, shot. Clay, I mean, you can't the, compare his relationship with Jordan Poole to his relationship with Clay Thompson. But you don't think it's a problem that a guy who needs to be their third best player now? Well, has I don't been, think he needs to be their third best player. They got the guy named Andrew. Okay, Williams. all right, needs to be their third, their third most important offensive option. Third, How about that? third, leading third score. A key part of their offense. Or, or, How or, about that? We can score. Sure, what, but a key, a guy who needs to be a key part of their rotation. You're not concerned. That two of the three, you know, gilded warriors dynasty guys, one's punched him and the other threw his mouthpiece in disgust with a minute left in a key game. I'm not going to belittle the punch. This? No. I'm sorry. It does. Look, there are guys get in fights, like not sucker punches, but real fights sometimes in practice, whether it's the NBA level, college, or whatever. This happens. Teammates go at it at times. We've even seen it on the sidelines in football. Tom Brady's constantly yelling at teammates. I'm not comparing the football to basketball. Wilds, do you think it's something? I think it's definitely something. The the closest thing I tried to remember of like a teammate kind of like actively upset at another teammate and trying to send a message, and this was a big story, is when Kevin Love was on the ground and LeBron didn't put his hand out, kind of just left him there. We were like, "Uh uh-oh, real turmoil there. Now, granted, it worked out, so maybe you have a point. But and, and teammates don't always have to like it. I'm not. I don't know that they don't like each other, but teammates don't always have to like each other. Okay, long as you helps. get along. Yeah, but there's been championship True. teams where guys had all types of stuff. Can we going just say on. another 20 seconds, just quickly. We're at the 48 game mark. At what point of the season do the Warriors need to win more than they lose for you to not be concerned? Because right now they're exactly even. Do I think they're the, the, like the best team in the West right now? No. But do I think they got a shot in the West? And, and have I seen enough to make me come off my pick of them? No. What do you think is more likely right now? Them make the finals or lose in round one? Yep. That's we'll, see. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, certainly. They, they got pedigree. They got championship pedigree. Right. I'm not worried about those guys are Those guys don't seem to they like play- Hey, if you missed today's show or want to take it on the go, be sure to subscribe to the First Things First podcast. On the next episode, I uncover what happens when a jaded gumshoe with an axe to grind happens upon the Book of Secrets. True crime works in time. <laughs> Nick's medals. Wonderful. Nope, I just brought it down from where to one. I brought the script down, so it says wonderful. Nets in Philly. Kyrie had that nifty layup. Yeah. Woo. Turns out. Brooklyn lost, though. Yeah. No, we'll t- listen. Once the Super Bowl's over, we'll talk about the Brooklyn Nets Ben Simmons problem if he's still on the team. Uh, once the Super Bowl's no over. Way. Bronze medal, Shea, SGA. Brew's going to reveal his All Stars shortly. Ooh, boy. That's going to be a tough one. We will discuss. SGA, 36, 5, and 7. Silver medal, Giannis, best player alive, 33, 14, and 4, as the Bucks try to hit their stride before the break. They beat the Nuggets, but Jokic didn't play in fairness. And then a gold medal, Dame time. Oh, the rest of the league has been paying for Patrick Beverly's sins the last couple nights as Dame <laughs> has made sure everybody's watch is working. He dropped 60, which is, Brew likes to tell us, 60 is the new 50 when it comes to just the NBA and aging. Oh. But also, the I, I kid, Brew, I kid. Uh, Dame True, dropped though. 60, and it's not that noteworthy. No. We didn't really talk about it. No. There it is. There's the medal stand from last night in the NBA. All-star starters. Named tonight on TNT. 
Brew is here to unveil his official ballot. There it is. And I got to say this, what made it really tough, like the all-NBA teams, you have guys listed as both two positions. Mm-hmm. So Luka was a guard and a front court player. So you can kind of finagle with things. All-star balloting, you're at one position. So this was the Eastern Conference. Donovan Mitchell, obvious. The nice. front court, obvious. Tyrese Halliburton, people might be sleeping on him. 20 points, 10 assists a game, Nick. And they were 22 and 18 without with him, two and eight without him. Front line made it easier because Kevin well, Durant is injured and you know wouldn't be able to play I, in the game listen, anyway. So that made it. It would have been really tough if Durant was really playing. I think this is perfect. I think you went five oh, for five. Nice. I do think that if you had to put like if Durant were not hurt, what do you do? I think the answer is Tatum doesn't go. But it's, that sounds ridiculous. Right. But leaving Giannis off sounds ridiculous. Embiid, like Embiid, leaving Durant, but one of them be odd man out. But I was glad Durant, I didn't have to. I'll let you do the West, decision. but I thought you did a perfect job. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, he says West? that about once every two. No, no, that was good though. You got it. All right, You're here we go in the West. Luca, obviously, John Morant. Now Steph has been injured too much, so that's why I went with John. SGA, Nick, you said it a minute ago. It was a tough one, Ja over SGA, but obviously LeBron, obviously Jokic. DeMontis Sabonis stopped wow. sleeping on the third seeded Sacramento Kings. Watch him. He is the playmaker. He's leading the team in assists with seven a game, leading the league with 12 rebounds, and he's a playmaker. He's a point forward Listen, or center, whatever you want, I have, and gives 18 points a night. I, he is bro, balling. I have family in Sacramento. I love light in the beam, and I think Sabonis and Fox have arguments as all-star reserves. But your erasure of the finish Let's go! How is how what? do we have Sabonis over Marcus? <laughs> they're the tenth seed. How oh, it's the All Star game. They're the tenth it's seed. It's not the MVP vote. And he only giving me they're nine rebounds. Like three games back. In Sabonis the Kings. leads the league in rebounding. But Marcus is seven times a night. You watched him? Oh, I, I mean, he's crazy. I like Sabonis. He's the playmaker. I like Sabonis. He's bringing the, the ball. Lord, the get the spot. We'll see you tomorrow. Sabonis, I believe in you.